I'm Stephen Pythman. Welcome to Connections. The Christmas story has been told and retold in music for hundreds of years, sometimes in its entirety and sometimes focusing on one part of it. But while they all follow the same story, each composer does it differently, from choral to orchestral, from simple to complex, from quiet to thunderous, sometimes in the same work. In the next hour, the nativity in works by Bach, Handel, Liszt, Sansons, Britton, Von Williams, Minotti, and more. What makes the Christmas story so powerful is that it's more than a story, which at its most basic is defined as a connected series of events. What we really have here is a narrative that establishes the story as part of a greater whole, with the meaning of each event determined by the part it plays in that larger concept. Whether knowingly or not, composers have embraced this view in their musical narratives for celebrating Christmas. And one need not be a believer to appreciate the challenges set before a composer. How, for example, to re-emphasize a sense of wonder in such a familiar story. Should the piece begin quietly or full force? Johann Sebastian Bach opts for the latter opening his Christmas oratorio with a triumphant chorus whose German words translate as Rejoice, exult, glorify the days, praise what the All-Highest has done this day.
John Elliott Gardner led the English Baroque Soloists and Monteverdi Choir in music from the Christmas Oratorio of Johann Sebastian Bach from 1734. Bach obviously sees no reason to tiptoe in. A devout man of God, he saw the birth of Christ as something to celebrate with all the forces at his disposal. A century later, Camille Saint-Saëns sees things very differently, opening his Christmas oratorio quietly with an organ solo and then transitioning into an orchestral prelude that he titles in the style of Johann Sebastian Bach, although certainly not the Bach we just heard in the opening of his oratorio. Saint-Saëns is gentler in the style of Bach's Jesu Joy of Man's Desiring, with the rippling rhythm of the pastoral style that Baroque composers used for musical depictions of shepherds. Saint-Saëns' prelude truly defines the word lovely.
Organist Hans Joachim Bartsch with the Bach Orchestra of Mainz under the direction of Dierhard Hellmann in the prelude from the Christmas Oratorio of Camille Saint-Saëns from 1858. Unlike Bach, Saint-Saëns doesn't try telling the entire Christmas story. His is a relatively short work focusing on Christ's birth and the angel's announcement to the shepherds. Bach's oratorio, on the other hand, was written as a series of cantatas, each designed to be performed separately on different days during the holiday season. But a single work can still cover a lot of ground. Ray Fon Williams' cantata Hodier blends excerpts from poems by John Milton, Thomas Hardy, and others with the biblical accounts of the Nativity. And it came to pass in those days, begins the biblical account that brings Joseph and Mary to Bethlehem, where, being great with child, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. Von Williams quotes those words verbatim, followed by a chorale using a translation of words by Martin Luther titled, The Blessed Son of God.
The choristers of Westminster Abbey, the Bach Choir, and London Symphony Orchestra, conducted by David Wilcox in an excerpt from Von Williams' Hodier, a Christmas cantata, written in 1954. Written a decade earlier, Benjamin Britten's A Ceremony of Carols focuses almost entirely on the relationship of Mary and her newborn child, making use of words from medieval English carols, but with newly composed music. Women of the Robert Shaw Chorale in two selections from A Ceremony of Carols by Benjamin Britten from 1942. Britten's music is his own, but another composer, Heinrich von Herzogenberg, chose to weave actual Christmas carols into his oratorio. He felt that his audience's familiarity with those songs would add enjoyment to the proceedings. As with this Christmas carol, Come You Shepherds.
Würzburg's Herzogenberg Orchestra, an ecumenical school choir, performed Come You Shepherds from the Birth of Christ by Heinrich von Herzogenberg from 1894. An essential component of the Christmas narrative is that Mary and Joseph are common people who must bed overnight in a stable where their son is born. This emphasis on the common folk element is further underscored when God sends his first messenger to shepherds abiding in their fields by night. The angel's appearance has provided some of the best love music from the Christmas story, including George Friedrich Handel's Messiah. There were shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them. The Angel's Announcement to the Shepherds from Messiah by George Friedrich Handel from 1741. The Dunedin consort and soloists were directed by John Butt. Franz Liszt depicts the same scene in his Christmas oratorio, but the sound picture has changed noticeably since Handel's time. 
the hallelujah is performed by a jubilant chorus of angels who later take on a gentler tone as they approach the manger.
Helmut Rilling led the Stuttgart Radio Symphony Orchestra and Choir with soloist Henrietta Bonda Hansen in the Pastoral and Annunciation from the Christmas Oratorio of Franz Liszt from 1866. In a moment, the Christmas narrative continues in music portraying the arrival of the wise men, the treachery of King Herod, and the escape of Joseph, Mary, and their child into Egypt. I'm Stephen Pythman. You're listening to Connections from Capital Public Radio. I'm Stephen Pythman, and this is Connections, today with music based on the Christmas story. While nativity scenes often place the wise men at the stable along with the shepherds, the biblical narrative actually puts their arrival days later, a date marked by the church as Epiphany, January 6th, also known as Three Kings Day. The general consensus of scholars is that they were not kings, but rather followers of the ancient Middle Eastern prophet Zoroaster. Rulers in the ancient world frequently consulted men like these because of their skill in interpreting omens, signs, and the stars, which is reflected in the gospel narrative about their conversations with Herod, the Roman ruler of Judea. The play of Herod, a 12th century musical drama, follows their journey to Judea, where they seek the king of the Jews, as foretold by the star of Bethlehem. The play's opening song is unusual in that it celebrates the donkey that carried the wise men's gifts for the Christ child. Some may recognize the tune, which was later adapted for the carol, The Friendly Beasts.
the New York Pro Musica, Noah Greenberg, director, in the opening processional from The Play of Herod, a 12th century musical drama depicting the journey of the three kings to Bethlehem. The treatment is simple, as with most music of the time, but beginning in the 19th century, composers have felt free to indulge in orchestral color that evokes the king's majestic, exotic, and magical qualities, as Franz Liszt does in his Christmas oratorio.
Helmut Rilling led the Stuttgart Radio Symphony Orchestra in The Three Holy Kings from the Christmas Oratorio of Franz Liszt from 1866. The kings are the night visitors in Giancarlo Menotti's opera Amal and the Night Visitors. What sets this work apart from all the others is the addition of humor to the mix, as the shepherd boy Amal, who is constantly making up stories, must convince his mother that there are indeed three kings at the door of their humble cottage.
Excerpts from Giancarlo Manotti's Amal and the Night Visitors were performed by Ike Hockersmith as Amal, Kirsten Gunlogson as his mother, and Dean Anthony, Todd Thomas, and Kevin Short as the Kings. Alastair Willis led the Nashville Symphony Orchestra and Chorus. In the biblical narrative, the kings are summoned by King Herod, who has also seen the star in the east, and who asks them for help in divining its meaning. In actuality, he has heard the prophecy about a man who will free the Jews from Roman rule and sees the newborn babe as a threat to his power. But the wise men are wise indeed. They see through Herod's ruse, visiting the stable, then departing immediately for their homeland in the east. The March of the Three Kings, from Hodier, a Christmas Cantata, by Rayfon Williams. The choristers of Westminster Abbey and Bach Choir, with the London Symphony Orchestra, were conducted by David Wilcox. The kings, having headed home, an angel now warns Joseph of the danger from Herod, and the family heads for the relative safety of Egypt. But not before the shepherds have bid them farewell, beautifully portrayed in L'Enfance du Christ by Hector Berlioz.
Colin Davis led the Tenebre Choir and London Symphony Orchestra in The Shepherd's Farewell from L'Enfance du Christ, The Infancy of Christ, by Hector Berlioz, from 1854. As we noted earlier, the Christmas story is actually more than a story. It's a narrative that establishes the nativity as part of a greater whole. For believers, it's not so much what happened, but why. Bach offers a rousing affirmation of this in our final selection, the closing chorale of his Christmas oratorio. Christ has broken that which was against you, sings the ensemble. The human race now has its place at God's side. John Elliot Gardner leads the English Baroque soloists and Monteverdi Choir.
I'm Stephen Pythman, inviting you to join me again for Connections. Recording engineer was Mark Jones. Connections is a production of Capital Public Radio.